Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome everyone back to another incredible episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. My name is Matt, for those of you who are tuning in for your first time, all one of you. With me as always, my good buddy, my brother in drunken arms, Mysterious Mike Talent. Hey everybody. So, Mike, we have a little something special going on today. Yes, we're we do. We're reviewing a movie called Yesterday. So, why is that movie special, Mike? Um, this movie is special because it is imagines a world without the Beatles' music in it, except for one person who remembered most of the Beatles' songs. So. Being a super special movie, I had to bring on a super special guest. My good buddy, hippie fanatic, Beatle fanatic, Bears fanatic, Cubs fanatic, IPA fanatic next to Mike. RFN fanatic. RFN fanatic. Uh, oh, we'll try it. We'll figure that one out. Hashtag real film nerds. Damn right. Mr. Steven Stockmar. This is a special one for the Beatle movie. I, I feel honored to be a part of this one. Wow. I feel honored for you to take time out of your day to be on our little podcast. And I am a, a certified Beatleholic. I know way too much about their music, their history, everything. So, yeah. All right. Well, Steve, since this is your first time coming on our podcast, there's a little list of questions, only like one. <laughs> That's a little list. A whole list of one. Okay. That I like to ask. So, Steve, what is your favorite movie of all time? I can't answer that in one, and here's why. I think the best film or movie ever made is Godfather Part Two. Wow. But my favorite movie of all time is The Blues Brothers, because that actually like impacted the course of my life when it came to music, and uh, you know, I, I, I was affected after that movie. I can't really sit here and say, is the Blues Brothers better than Godfather 2? No. Godfather 2 is my favorite sort of real movie of all time. But see, what you consider your favorite movie versus what the rest of the world does is different. So you got to keep it in mind to yourself. Like, is the Star Wars world the best movies ever? No. But they're the best to me. So it's all based on you. All right. Blues Brothers, Father Part 2. All right. Blues Brothers Father Part 2. What's that your where, answer? What's your answer, by the way? See, and you're such a no, real wait, film wait. nerds fanatic. I know you it. would know this. I do know it. Is Empire Strikes Back. Of course. What's Mike's? Oh, um, dude, so easy. You See, my, if, if you listen, no, Mike, he has to answer. He's the real film nerds fanatic, right? All right. I'll give you a hint. Go ahead. Takes place in a prison. Shawshank. Yeah. Okay. So maybe he is a fanatic. Yes. That's a good one. All right, Mike. Well, so we were talking about yesterday before we started getting into too much trivia. Um, I don't know. Steve, do you have anything you want to plug real quick? Uh, well, you know, my day job, I work for independent news media here in the West Valley, and we have a daily paper, uh, the Daily Independent, and then a family of West Valley weekly and monthly publications, and uh, all of our content is on yourvalley.net, so I'm happy to throw that out there. We got the whole West Valley covered. 
What about uh, your, do you have a Twitter? Do you have a podcast? Do you have uh, anything that you want? You know, Instagram, Facebook? No. You know, I also, uh, I'm on the board of directors for Ghost Light Theater in Sun City West. So I'm always happy to promote that. We're on uh, summer hiatus right now, but season 10 starts in September. Um, and we're on Facebook. So look at the Ghost Light Theater Facebook page. Now, where's the Ghost Light Theater? Is that in the West Valley here in Phoenix too? Sun City West. Sun City West? Yeah. And what about this uh, little baseball team you're on? I, yeah. I've heard about. Yeah. Heard about it. You're, we drafted you. <laughs> we'll see how that you, goes. You were on the waiver wire, so we picked you up. Uh, yeah, we do. You know, you're going to put me on the spot. I can't remember the actual name of the league around the state, but it's vintage baseball uh, that's played with rules and equipment and gear from 1860. And we wear uniforms authentic to that period. It's so fun. I mean, how often do you get to just go play baseball and swing the bat and run the bases? And it's totally fun. Um, I just don't remember the name of the league. I guess if you Google vintage baseball, Arizona, you'd find the league. Well, I think if I remember in my Googling days of you trying to draft me a few week or so ago, it's like the Arizona territorial vintage baseball league or something or division or something. Yeah. I think those are all the words. Yeah. Yeah, and, you just Google that. You'll find it. And I play for uh, for a while now with the Fort Ver- uh, from Camp Verde, but uh, they play on the home field, Fort Verde, up there. And uh, through my friend Bill Helm, who got me into it, and it's totally fun. We have I'm not sure when this is going to air, but we have a game July 5th in Payson. It'll be before that. Okay. It, uh, I'm either going to put this up on Tuesday or Wednesday. Depends if Mike and I do two or one. I think we're only doing one this week, right, Mike? Uh, that that's probably likely, Matt. Uh, yeah, with the holiday the, the, the and everything. Holiday, and yeah, yeah, there's not a whole lot out. out. I mean, we could do probably yeah. like a tributary, a legacy cast if we wanted to, but I don't know with the holiday and stuff. I know you're probably going out of town or doing something fun. So I'm just going to Payson for uh, the ball game. Okay, really. Well, I, and I was, we need to talk about that because I I might I might try and make it up if I take the day off work. I might just go up there. I don't know. We'll see. Cool. I I think it's seven o'clock or something like that. Or, it was like six, which is what's hard for me. Yeah, maybe it is six. If I if I work because I get off work at six. Yeah, I've never been to Payson, so I'm kind of looking forward to just. I looked it up. There's like a cool little main street with boutiques and shops and stuff like that. And so. that that's the thing. If I'm off that day, I'll go up there and hang out, like you know, and check out the town and stuff a couple hours before the game starts. I just don't want to go up there, go to a game in a town I've never been to. Well, I'm sure I've been to Payson. It's just been a long time, and then turn around and go right back because Mike's. Uh, Mike's parents are coming to visit me, so poor oh, people. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Poor people. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm sorry. I got to clean the house big time, so that might be another impact on going to the game. All right. Well, we'll save you a spot in the batting order if you can make it. So, anyways, all right. So, for those of you who can't tell, Steve is a transplant to the valley. He was also a transplant to Mike and I's hometown for a while. Poor bastard. And uh, you know, he's. I've known Steve. I've known you what. 12 years? 11 years? Well, whenever you first started at the Daily Courier. That was... Prescott. Remember I told 06, you I remember your first sports season. 07. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would have been winter of 06, basketball season-wise? It would have either... It's either the... I think... It, no, it might have been 07. I don't okay. remember. I think, it, I, I think it was 07, man. Was it 07? Yeah. Mike, yeah. when did you get your job out there? Uh, it was 2008, so okay, I so, helped you move. because yeah, I moved back home... Well, back to Arizona, um, like... 
eight or nine months before you moved to your job. And so if you started at your job at 08, then I would have been here at 07. So yeah, 07. That so that's like 12 the, years. The winter of 07. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. 12 years, yeah. Damn. I feel old now. You look old. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. I also look like I ate Portillo's sandwich with Frank for the past 12 years. Frank is our silent guest where uh, he's been wonderful to accommodate his house to us for this. And uh, we were going to have him make a run to get us some food. And he split. Yep. Anyways. All right, Mike. Well, um, without getting too much more off topic, we're, I think we're doing pretty good. We're not too off topic yet, but I'm sure we'll get there. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's start uh, busting out, talking about yesterday. Mike, go ahead. Give us the rundown on, uh, was it Danny Boyle's yesterday? All right. Yep. It was directed by uh, Danny Boyle. The writers uh, for yesterday are Jack Barth and Richard Curtis. It's starring Himesh Patel, Lily James, Sophie DiMartino, Elias Chappell. And it's about a struggling musician realizes he's the only person on earth who can remember the Beatles after waking up in an altered alternate timeline where they never existed. All right, Mike. Well, I'm going to have you start off and I'll have our guests go last because I know our guest is going to know a hell of a lot more than either of us put together about this film and the Beatles. So we're going to let him do some talking last. So, Mike, go ahead. What did you think of yesterday? Uh, I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. I wasn't sure. I I guess I should have known it was like a romantic uh, comedy. Uh, I really just thought it was more about the Beatles music stuff. But maybe I didn't pay attention very well in the trailer, or maybe the trailer wasn't very clear. But I ended up liking it quite a bit. Um, I thought it was kind of fun. It, it, it had some stars in it that I wasn't expecting, which is a little different. But that's okay. And uh, yeah, I, I I like this movie quite a bit. The the Beatles music is always great, so um, that helped a lot with this movie. Well. I liked it, kind of. I liked three quarters of the movie. The last, <laughs> okay. The last quarter just was fell apart. It was just awful. It was just upsetting, boring. Uh, biopic tropes. It was just ugh. And it's not even <laughs> the love story part that upset me. It's the uh, we'll get into it in spoilers. That's the other thing, Steve. Oh. We try not to spoil it until we get. After our MCU, so. Oh, okay. I know, that's going to be hard with this movie. Yeah, because some of the specific things I probably wanted to offer well, to the conversation would be, you know, specific to we'll the We'll get to them. We'll okay. get to them. So you, I'm following your lead. Okay, yeah, we'll get to them. Okay. Oh, believe me, we'll get to them. But I'd say, uh, just like you, Mike, I think I was misled by the trailer. It did not come off as a romantic comedy. Clearly, it is a romantic comedy. Uh, I'm not going to say it was as hardcore of romantic comedy as other ones that I haven't seen and don't want to see, but... Um, <laughs> what does that mean? Does that mean, like, in a world where Matt watches The Notebook, he thinks this is not The Notebook? <laughs> exactly. I like the inner world part. That was good. <laughs> well, I don't ever want to see The Notebook, but I know the basis of it, and I figure... The parts that I've seen here and there, for example, it's it doesn't like beat around the bush. You know it's a rom-com. This really doesn't start hitting that rom-com stride 
until the one scene, not to spoil it, but I don't think it's really spoiling it. There's a scene in a train station. That's when the rom-com stuff just kind of, you know, they go from like low to like high, like on a stove. And so then, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. You yeah. see what I mean? It, di- it didn't really come off as one until that scene. And then all of a sudden it was like, bam, it's on now. All right. All right. Okay. okay. So Steve, your turn. What did you think? So of just yesterday? a quick like rundown, but then we'll get into yeah. specifics yeah. later. Yeah. Um, I I don't even know that it's okay to call it a romantic comedy. I didn't find it all that funny. There was a couple funny chuckles, but I wouldn't cl- classify it anywhere close to a comp. Maybe I just didn't think it was funny, or I didn't care for it. I didn't care for it, and um, I know it seems like I'm going to be a tough critic because I'm very protective of the Beatles. Uh, it ended a great week for me. I just saw it last night. and Oh, and I mentioned to Matt earlier that uh, if this is an indication of the popularity, the first show I went to go to at the theater here in Phoenix, it was a sellout. I, I was surprised. I can't remember the last time I just walked up and a movie was sold out. And then um, I bought tickets for the next one, which is, you know, two, three hours later. And all that was left was the front row. So, People were responding to it. I, was this opening weekend? I, I think it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, it came out on Thursday, technically Friday, but you know everything comes out on Thursday. So, so. at least here in Phoenix, there was a, a lot of interest, and I had just seen Paul McCartney in concert on Wednesday when he played Talking Stick. It was amazing. So I was really in the zone for the movie, and I had. It feels like they've been plugging the trailer for like a year. Right? Maybe it just seems like it. And so, I, in other words, I was ready for it. I was perfectly there, but I. I didn't like it. I, the music's good. How can you go wrong with the music? I bought into the storyline, but, well, I'll get into the, the spoilers and specifics of why I, I just, it missed me. So, did it ruin your week of Beatles, or did it help your week of Beatles? No, it did. I wouldn't go that heavy. It, uh, it didn't ruin anything. It's a fun popcorn movie. I, I was in the spirit of that. Um, but I had too many, it had too many dead ends for me, which I can get into, but um, it didn't ruin anything. It's fun. It's a fun, the, it's a fun, silly movie. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I liked. But I wouldn't see it again. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, neither am I. But yeah. I like the premise of it, but yeah. I think they dropped the ball on the premise. Like, they really could have done more with it, and they didn't. There's some little things in there that are quite funny that you probably just didn't find funny, but... You know, some it's either like really funny or it's just kind of like, huh, that was funny. Like a like that was almost me. the Simpsons. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. I, if there was a funny part and granted, I just saw this last night. I don't even think I could quote a funny line that I laughed at. I mean, there must have been a couple, but I'm racking my what was a funny line? I can't even remember. It was that kind of funny. It was like it was funny for the moment. And now I can't remember it. I think most of the funny lines I could quote are all spoilery. So okay, so we'll come back to that. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of a funny line to quote either. No, well, no. you know, it's more of the, uh, I guess, reveals of things that go along with the Beatles not existing. That was quite funny to me. Okay, but that kind of uh, ruins it. Oh, oh you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got what you mean, and yeah, I, I wouldn't say that until we. We uh, get to our spoiler section. So, all right. Well, Mike, uh, I think you're forgetting to ask Steve something very important. That is your job. 
Yes. Uh, so, Steve, uh, what are you drinking uh, right now? <sighs> coffee. I'm going boring. I'm drinking uh, Don Francisco coffee. Dark uh, roast. Black or with sugar? Just black. I just like black dark roast coffee. All right, Matt. What are you drinking? All right, Mike. Well, I am uh, as bad as Steven because I was up late watching and photographing the Rattlers win their most recent uh, intense conference championship at Glendale Arena. So I am drinking coffee as well. And I am drinking coffee from the Q-Tizzle, the QT, <laughs> with uh, vanilla, French vanilla cream in it. And it is uh, not bad for a buck and a quarter, I think. Is we're, that what this is? We're both drinking hot coffee in Phoenix. Uh, I know, right? It's, it's 117 outside, and we're both drinking hot coffee. Yeah, uh, you can do like a cold brew or an iced coffee? Come on. I don't like iced coffee. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not a huge, huge fan of iced coffee. It's okay, but I'm not a huge fan, so... All right, Mike. Well, what are you drinking then? All right. Um, I guess it's three hours later where I am, so it's fine. I am drinking a Citradelic Tangerine IPA from New Belgium. Oh, great brewery. Isn't that sad, Mike, that I bring on a guy that probably likes IPAs as much as you, if not more, and he's drinking coffee? No, I mean, I understand there's a three-hour time change, and, you know, you probably got other things to do after this, and, you know. Clean my house. Whatever. <laughs> See, but you're, he drinks IPAs while he cleans his house. I like love IPAs. Uh, that's, yeah, I lo- it's good sipping beer, and the hoppier the better. So I'm always yeah, up for yeah. one, but I don't know, right, right now in the middle of the day, no. I'm a good boy. You haven't even eaten breakfast, have you? Uh, I had a little breakfast, a little bit. All right, good. All right. See, you could have had a beer. It's past noon. <laughs> so that's the, if you've reached breakfast, that's okay for the beer. Hey, mimosas. I almost brought out the mimosas. My sister had champagne in her fridge because she doesn't have beer or any other delicious liquors, but she has champagne. I was like, do you have orange juice? We'll just have mimosas. No, of course she doesn't have orange juice. I like the real film nerds timeline. Before breakfast, no beer. Once you've hit breakfast, go for it well but you can have mimosas anytime i mean that's you don't need a specific hour to drink that you know that's right oh yeah yeah sunday fun day right exactly exactly all right gentlemen so i how much more can we talk about this movie without spoiling it because it's hard not spoiling this movie just based on what the premise is i think we covered the plot in our first take on how we felt about it all right mike you ready or should I have Steve do it first? Because Steve is itching. He really wants to do this. There's some controversy earlier There's a lot the of controversy because you would not tell me this. Well, let me say also that as a RFN listener, this is my favorite segment of the podcast. I'm, I'm not kidding at all. I, I find it most entertaining how you guys find a connection between whatever movie of the moment and the MCU universe. I, that's my favorite part. So when this one came along, I knew one right away. And I shared it with well i didn't tell matt what it was no he hasn't told me so i kept busting his butt a little bit through the text messages saying you know it has to be a person and it has to be this and it has to be that and he's like that's not fair that doesn't count what rules are that? now i'm a fan of this segment so i understand the spirit of it totally but there's no rules all right i fine. have a great connection all right. all right then let's do it i will ask steve first and okay. if he drops the ball mike i'm turning to you now it's a connection okay connection 
between how does it relate? How does it even better? How does it relate yesterday to the MCU universe? Yes. Okay. Wait, let me let me refer to something here because I I had to look up some stuff because I'm not the master of the MCU universe. Well, neither are we. That's why we have a little thing called IMDb. Right, Mike? Yes, that's our unofficial sponsor. (laughs) 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 Now, the the connection here is also a super cool thing that Beatle fans will appreciate, whether they knew it this part or not. Okay, you ready? I got to ask it. I got to ask the question. I'm leading into it. What? No, I got to ask you to, to answer it. Go ahead. So you have it pulled up. You have it ready to go, right? The MCU part of it. I had to re- okay. reference yeah. that part of okay, it. Okay, you ready? All the- right, hold on, hold on. <sighs> All right, Stephen. How does yesterday relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? The Yesterday soundtrack, all the songs that we heard in the movie, I think there's 15 Beatles songs that they were allowed to license for the movie. All of those songs were recorded in Abbey Road Studios, all three studios where, of course, all the Beatle records were made. Now, that part's cool alone, that they recorded all those songs in the studios where the Beatles records were recorded. The connection is there are a number of MCU movies whose soundtracks also were recorded in those rooms. I had, to, I had to look them up. Endgame, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, The Avengers, Iron Man 3. Those soundtracks were recorded in the Abbey Road Studios where the songs from the movie yesterday were recorded. All right, I need to go to the committee. Mike, are we going to allow it? Or do I need to go to your MCU tie-in? Um, I think we'll allow it, but do you want me to tell you mine just in case? Just in case. Oh, see, he's even second-guessing your BS here. Good. This is good. All right, Mike, what's your MCU tie-in? All right, uh, Chris Lyons, who is a special effects on yesterday, also did special effects on Ant-Man. Oh. That's cool. That's some digging right there. Mike and I have spent many times waiting to record the podcast because both of us are sitting there literally clicking on like every single name in the IMDb database. <laughs> oh, jeez. We've done that a couple times. Usually, usually if it's a bigger movie, Mike finds it before we even start recording, but sometimes he'll still be sitting there when we're getting ready to sit down. It's pretty funny. See, I know how you were saying the rules. It has to be a person. I think especially in a movie like Yesterday, the music is a character for sure. Definitely. Can you imagine the MCU movies without that, those scores, that orchestration? It's a character in the movie. Therefore, mine is allowed. It is a very smart connection that I did not pick up. But if I would have thought about it, you know, it, it makes sense because a lot of the MCU movies are produced, shot, edited in London, England area. You know, the country of England, I guess you would say. And Abbey Road is the greatest studio. My daughter is named after that studio. And if you think about all the music that has come out of that, the Star Wars, the Harry Potters, Indiana Jones, I'm I'm sure I'm forgetting, Lord of the Rings, all of this iconic music, all made in these rooms. And of course, the Beatles. So Yesterday did it. MCU did it. He's dropping the mic. Yeah, no, that's really, that is really neat. That is uh, quite 
quite the tie-in. It is good. It Dropping the good. mic on the air is like letting your phone vibrate. <laughs> yeah, he dropped the mic. He let his phone vibrate. <laughs> we didn't get to yours. My what? Your connection. Oh, I don't do one. It's Mike's job. I do everything else. You mean all this controversy the past few days about whether mine was going to be allowed or not? I thought you were positioning yourself. You had the ultimate one. Hell no. I don't I don't have time. It's Mike's no, job. No, no, he leaves that to the talent. <laughs> uh, you let me down more than this movie let me down. Wow. That's a bold statement. Fine. We're now that we're after the MCU, it is now spoiler territory, people. And Mr. Uh, I ruined his life over this making him watch this movie at the end of his celebration of Beatles week. Mr. Stockmar. Go ahead. Start us off with our spoilers. Spoil and ter- so this is where I can talk a specific. You can talk about why, anything you want. Why I didn't care for it. So all right. I was into the premise. It's a silly, goofy thing. Everybody forgets the Beatles. One guy remembers it, and he uses their songs. I'm, I'm okay to go with that flow. Um, in fact, that being such a premise, it's never explained why. And I felt kind of let down in that. I was invested in it, and obviously that what's, that's what gets you in the theater, this unique story. And at the end, he... In front of the crowd, he apologizes. He comes clean. It's not my music. There's no cosmic why. That's just it. And and there were things along the way, like also no, he's the only one who knows about Coca Cola, and he's the only one who knows cigarettes. Yeah, I think that shit was hilarious because they just kept adding all these things wouldn't exist if the Beatles never existed. Like explain to me how the hell cigarettes would not exist if the Beatles didn't exist cuz people have been smoking for a long time, long before the Beatles were even born. Yeah, I didn't even think of it that way that it was the result of the Beatles yeah, not existing. I, I just thought of it as a different universe, Matt. I didn't think that it was tied in specifically to the Beatles didn't make cigarettes great again. It was so they were so random, but so specific. It was like, you know, when you watch a whodunit, you're given these clues and your antenna catches it and you're like, okay, this must mean something and I'll, I'll follow the trail here. There was nothing with the Coke. There was nothing with the cigarettes. Ultimately, there was nothing with the Beatles. And I just, there, there was so, so much imagination out there that was not explored it was just thrown at me and i'm like what is the point of all this other than just to have fun in a silly movie but i felt why am i invested in this if there's going to be no resolution to it i'll be positive now i'll be positive i thought kate mckinnon who was the manager after he got i thought she stole the movie she was hilarious the dialogue was great she she played it i thought she was the best thing and i did like when John Lennon was in at the end. Now that, that surprised me, which was good. That was a curveball I did not see coming. It was touching. I thought they handled it good. So those are my positives. But ultimately, I just felt let down. Why am I invested in these crazy clues if it's just that's just sort of the way it is? Well, that's kind of my feeling about the film as well. It just it has this great premise. It has all these great ideas, but they're almost half cocked. There's no resolution. They're, they didn't go to the extreme with it. One thing I do applaud them for is how at the end, he didn't just wake up and it was some kind of dream or he was in a coma or something, which I'm happy about that. But in the end, it just shows him hooking up with her and having kids and like, that's it. It's like, okay, so is this 
forever changed the world or is did he get zapped into an alternate universe like Mike, you know, you're alluding to what what why? Why did this happen? Yes, the power went out. So freaking what? He got hit by a bus. Okay. So when the power went out and he was flying through the air, did he get transported to a universe where the Beatles don't exist? They really just they should have elaborated more and I think they should have done more about the premise and about all that. And then one thing that really upset me was how it turns into this typical biopic. Like all the other ones. You have the rise of the star, then you have the fall of the star, and then you have his realization that none of this really matters. The money doesn't matter. None of it matters. All that matters is I should have been with this girl this whole time. And then at the end, oh my God, at the <laughs> end. when Lay down, Matt. Lay down. The part where he walks up and she has her new boyfriend and the main character is like, Oh, well, we should be together. And the new boyfriend just, just kind of like shrugs it off. Yeah, really? I like, I was, that was absolutely ridiculous. Like, I'll just go along with the story. Yeah. Here. He's like, Oh, well, you just did this huge thing on the stage for all these millions of people. Yeah. Okay. You can have her back. I've always known I was number two. He I said I was always said. number two. Yeah, yeah. What kind of shit is that? That's awful. That's a good point. That's awful. I mean, that's bad. And I'm not a rom com guy, but that is freaking awful. Flat out. Yeah, that was really awkward. I mean, that right there, not to get too extreme, but that right there in my rating dropped it a whole point. Yep. Wow. All right. Anyways. All right, Mike, go ahead. What's your what's your spoilery rant you want since Steve and I clearly got ours out? Uh, so, yeah, it would have been nice to know about what happened to get to this parallel universe where the Beatles and cigarettes and Coke don't exist. But I didn't need it. Uh, I'm not exactly... I guess it, it it was interesting to see that he felt so guilty about doing the, the Beatles songs. And, and I guess you would because you didn't write them. You just kind of trying to remember them. And then you changed some of them, which was terrible, to like, hey, dude. But... Um, I, I I don't know. Like I I thought that it was pretty neat. Still, the the concept of that, but there's just certain things that didn't quite flow correctly. And like twenty years of of her like managing him or whatever the the musician uh, the main character, and he didn't have any idea that she liked him. That seemed a little odd. Um. <laughs> Like, Dude, just to reflect time. Yeah, that's just to reflect on my time. own life, I've <laughs> never had an extremely hot girl that's at least three to four times hotter than me obsess over me over twenty years, and I ignored it. Now that's a parallel universe. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. That's that's he probably heaven for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was a little unbelievable for me. Like, like even uh, like um, the character who's who's Rocky. He's like. You guys, you guys, it's a couple. He, they're like, no, no, never. And he's like, why not? Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> like, say, I don't know if he ever asked if they were a couple, but he definitely <laughs> asked if they've shagged at least once, if not twice. But that was one of my favorite characters was Rocky. I thought yeah. he was freaking hilarious. He really was. That and was a good one. Mike, did you recognize where he was from? 
Uh, no, no, I didn't recognize. Uh, what, what has he been in? He was in Game of Thrones. He was one of the, I think, one of the kings or princes or something from um, um, that one island nation in Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. That cool. were like the gold and stuff. Oh, all right. I don't all remember right. what, what the island nation is. But anyways, yeah, I recognized him from that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, like, I liked certain aspects of it. Uh, of this movie but like i guess i guess you're right matt it went full rom-com it turned it on to high at the train station and what kind of shit is that too here if you leave right now and give up your entire life and your entire career i'm not gonna be with you kind of shit it's like really i think it should have come off i mean it you could tell he was trying to get her to go with him back to la be like you don't have to teach anymore you don't have to work anymore you can enjoy your life just come with me i'm making plenty of money and she's like no i'm going back and you need to go with me and give up everything Ugh, because he was changing yeah that was she didn't like the guy he was becoming Great, here comes steve with the realism that's one storyline i i guess i could grasp you know yeah, but the other one that, you know, I'll throw in there was the two older people who also knew the Beatles. Remember that? Oh, that was awesome. The dude from uh, Moscow and then that one lady. Oh, I, I like that. They held up the yellow submarine. I like that, 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 like, we're not mad at you. We're just glad somebody introduced the Beatles to the world. I liked it, too. I liked it to the point where I was hoping they would have explored it. I mean, you know, just a couple of little dialogue lines about why just a little more of the why so i didn't completely have to suspend reality i get it's a fantasy movie i totally get that i just think that they just ask too much to just go along with this don't ask questions even the questions that i found interesting and i was engaged with suddenly well i guess i'm not going to get an answer for that thing that piqued my interest okay and then another one came up and there's just too much of it yeah, no, and I agree. I think that was one of the more interesting aspects that there's other people that realized the Beatles existed and Coke existed and cigarettes and all these other things. So how did they get to this multiverse or this other world or how did they remember? They don't explain that. Maybe they both were, you know, maybe the Russian dude was skydiving or something. Maybe it has to something to do with falling. I don't know. They could have, you know, they could have spent five minutes explaining that. That's all I'm talking about. Just in a two hour long movie. Some imagination <laughs> could have. You guys really stuff. want an explanation, man. I just I just hit the make believe button, man. <laughs> I got it. I, I was trying. Well, the, the make believe button got me there. I understood the storyline of the movie and that that alone got me there. But I was like, well, what's with the Coke? What's, uh, is it telling me something? Should I be trying to connect some dots that's going to set me up for some imaginative reveal? Uh, no, there's no dots. There's no reveal. And I don't know. I felt, well, I was along for the ride, but I kind of wasted my time. I think we're all missing the real question here. What? How many of us could really live in a world with just Pepsi? <laughs> <laughs> is Dr. Pepper a yeah, Pepsi and, product? And how, no, how are we Dr. Pepper to know, is a Coke product. Uh, yeah, and how are we supposed to know um, what what's going on with Harry Potter? There's no Harry Potter in the world. Right. Oh, that's oh, another yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, if there's no Star Wars in the world, I'm out. Like, I'm out. I'm not going. I'm no, out. no, but you could have done what he did. You could have written the whole saga. And Hell yeah, I already got the beard, man. Uh, you know, Matt Lucas has a great, has that ring to it, you know? You could have seized that opportunity <laughs> like he Lucas. did. 
<laughs> oh hell yeah nice you know i would make someone build me an atat walker and i would just roll around in that i wouldn't even have a car i just trample buildings and it wouldn't have worked because at every episode the empire would always win <laughs> hell yeah they would <laughs> matt, matt i think i think it would be better served if it was hinshaw film ltd <laughs> hinshaw films oh. yeah instead of thx thx it's <laughs> mhx Matt Hinshaw X Extreme. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Matt Hinshaw Extreme. So start riding your bike in case this happens and you zap into a new universe. You can do it. Are you calling me fat again? No, no, no. Again? <laughs> oh, All right, gentlemen. Anything else either of you want to add about yesterday? I hope there's no sequel. Uh, I don't think there will be a sequel. Um... I don't know. I I guess they could have done a little bit more, but overall, I, I thought it was it was uh, mildly entertaining. This is just a popcorn film, and uh, you know what I say. You need to see it in the theater. Oh no, not not at all. But if you want to hear some loud alternative versions of the Beatles, then yes. Well, and that's one thing I do applaud them with. I'm not sure if that is uh, what is it, Hamish Patel. The one singing and performing all the songs in real life? I'm not sure if it really is him. I didn't look that up. Did you, Mike? No, I didn't see anything anywhere. Uh, I did find out a little bit of trivia for some stuff. Uh, I guess I could drop that right now. Uh, they paid $10 million to, to, to use the Beatles songs. Jeez. Um, and I think they paid for 20 but used 16 something like that. And... Um, yeah uh let's see what else uh chris martin from coldplay was supposed to be in it but was had a scheduling conflict so ed ed sharon jumped in i guess dude and he was one of my favorites ed sheridan was he was i who knew he had these acting chops and he could be so funny he really did a good job and i'm not a huge fan of his music obviously but yeah i thought so too i thought that was a fun character uh, i mean it was yeah, him, yeah. Obviously, this was but. a better appearance than in game of thrones because like what the hell was that uh, dude yeah he was in game of thrones for like a split second Ugh. poor guy i'm one of those people i've never seen one minute of game of thrones well, you're missing out on a lot of nudity. <laughs> that part I hear a lot. Especially well, male only genitalia. The first, yeah, the first season. Right, Mike? A lot of, lot of flaccid penises. Ooh. And Starbucks cups, apparently. <laughs> no, that's the last season. Oh. Yeah, I thought Ed Sheeran was good. And uh, I heard, uh, to uh, go where Mike's going from the trivia, that uh, the guy, it must have been either the writer or the director, um, on a whim, like he sent the script or a copy of the movie, I can't remember which, like to Paul and Ringo. Even He didn't have to, but he sort of did just to, as a nice offering. And he was told that Ringo saw it and he liked it. Hmm. So that was pretty cool. I, I That's don't nice. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, you know, two of the Beatles are still alive. So, yeah. But so uh, I liked the music. I liked the new renditions. Well, not new renditions, but these versions uh, there were some I was like, but what Steve being the Beatle fanatic, do you think they did justice to the Beatles songs? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's fresh. And I think anytime you can introduce the catalog to a new audience, which this movie will, um, that's a good thing. That's going to have a good long-term effect on their catalog and, you know, the legacy of them. So that, that's all good. Yeah. I thought the songs were good. I don't know if he sang them. That's a good question. 
Yeah, I'm not sure if he sang them and played the instruments or not. I'd like to think that just to keep that fantasy going, that he really does have that good of a voice and he can play guitar somewhat decently. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I hope so. So did you go home and uh, pop on some Beatles vinyl like I did after watching this movie, Steve? I did not. I didn't I didn't need to do the vinyl. I'm I'm a very happy recently new subscriber to Sirius Satellite, so there's like a thousand channels. I basically listen to the Beatles and the Grateful Dead. Yeah, and, <laughs> I haven't and, got past two channels. And ninety-five of the thousand channels are just Beatles. Uh, the thousand? There's only one. There's only one Beatles channel. There's only one. There Be- should be like ninety of them. I mean, I think there's like sixties channels that maybe they use a hit or two, but there's only one sort of designated Beatles channel, and so uh, I listen to that more than the vinyl. It's great. So for those of you wondering. If you've never met a SiriusXM subscriber, you have now. Oh, Mr. Come Steve Stockmar. Oh, that elevated <laughs> there, me. There's quite a few people. I mean, <laughs> once once they they merged, I think uh, that kept them from going under. And I wonder how they are doing with all the subscriptions to Spotify and Apple Music and, and Google Music. But uh, I guess time will tell. Well, I, I did it because uh, I... When I got my car, I had like a three-month free trial, and so I was sort of in their system, um, but then I didn't subscribe. But then I got a thing in the mail, $5 a month. Now, even I couldn't pass that up, so. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. One thing, when I had SiriusXM, uh, my father bought a Sirius, uh, SiriusXM, well, it might have just been XM back then. I think it was before they merged family plan and we each got on it and i had xm in my car when i was in new mexico and the thing i loved about it is i could listen to the diamondbacks games with the diamondbacks announcers oh and so i listened to that all the time when i was in the car it was great what is your favorite beatles song my favorite beatles song oh dude that hurts i know that really hurts favorite movies all right i'm a huge fan of sergeant peppers like just straight up and down it's probably my favorite album but, I mean, I'm a huge fan of uh, Hey Jude. I love that song. It's just so, so emotional. But the one that I remember that probably impacted me the most, and I heard it when I was a kid, and this is coming from my parents who both, you know, as you've witnessed, they have, well, my mom, I guess specifically, has every single Beatles album on vinyl, which is now my collection. But the I never heard a Beatles song before I was in, I think I was in Cub Scouts. I don't know if you were in with me, Mike. Do you remember going to the planetarium in Tucson? Uh, I mean, I've been there a few times, but I don't know if I remember going and watching anything Beatles related. Well, but this uh-huh. was in Cub Scouts. I know, I know. So, It'd be really young. Yeah, it was. we were real young. We was probably 10, 11-ish, 12, I think is where Boy Scouts starts. But it was Cub Scouts, and we had a weekend sleepover camping trip thing in Tucson. And one of the things we did that was an event was late at night, and it was at the planetarium at the U of A. And they were doing a tribute to the Beatles, and it was like a laser light show in the planetarium thing. And Strawberry Fields, man, came on, and I will never forget that. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is like the most incredible song I've ever heard. So I, I, I'd i have to probably pick Strawberry Fields. That's a great one. Yeah. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds is pretty good, too. That's off the same album, but... It's our, and Strawberry Fields was recorded for that album. It came out as a single, but that's all part of the same sessions, yeah. But I'd say, yeah, probably Strawberry Fields, just because of that one trip. It, it, 
I mean, I loved it from then on. So, oh, well, okay, Mike, your turn. What's your favorite Beatles song? Probably eight days a week. That's how much I feel like I work. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's not true. We all know you get three-day weekends. Yeah, I'm on one right now, but I still feel like I work hard. That's what, no, that's not a very good, that's what she said. (laughs) Hardly any of them are good. That's what's fun about them. Yeah, that's true. That's what she said. (laughs) All right, gentlemen. So uh, Mike was starting it earlier. Mine's Tomorrow Never Knows, by the way. Tomorrow Never Knows? Yeah, that's my favorite. Well, I I figured you you didn't have a favorite. You just love all of them. I do. That one's my favorite. Although that's just. It's an obscure one, uh, but if I had, if someone didn't know about the Beatles, like this movie, uh, the first one I'd send them to would be "All You Need Is Love." I think that that's their whole message. That's the spirit. That's probably the sums up their catalog. But I like Tomorrow Never Knows. Well, and I know you because you told me this. Your favorite album is the White Album. No, Revolver. Revolver. Yeah. Damn it, that's right. Sorry, I don't know why I thought it was the. That's right because uh, I was trying to see if my mom had it. You remember? Revolver? Yeah. Uh, that she, she had it on vinyl. Yeah, you remember? I, I brought it out to you, and I was like, she has it with the original sleeve and everything, and I showed it to you, and she had drawn on it. Oh, that was Revolver? Yeah. yeah I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. She drew on... My mom drew on almost... Not all, but a lot of her records. I don't know if it was because she wanted them in order or something, but she drew numbers on them. And I think she had them in like a play order or something. Cool. Oh, nice. And so, you know, all the, case, all the covers have blue sharpie on them but whatever it's fine i don't care i'm not gonna get rid of them you know she's like oh sell them get money no i'm gonna listen to them sorry yeah of course collectibles yeah i don't know why i thought it was the white album anyways i pictured the cover and then i got the name wrong anyways okay so steve would you go see this recommend people to go see this in the theaters mike doesn't think so i agree with mike i think if it pops up on Netflix or Redbox and you're bored, I mean, like, really bored, sure, fine. Or you're a super Beatles fan and you just want to hear it, fine. But I don't think you should waste the money going to the theater. Yeah. I, I, so it's a question of if you should see it in the theater In the or theater, not. yeah. If no. people should go and spend their hard-earned 10 11 $12 in the theater, go watch it. I would say no. Uh, you could watch it on your phone, really. But uh, I think it's based around a novelty more than has a lot of substance to it. And of course, that's fun. You got to understand it's a silly fantasy movie. I get it. But I don't think there's any requirement to see it to get the most experience in the theater. No. Well, and, you know, I, I like Danny Boyle's work a lot. I think he's a great director. I mean, he's done some great movies, you know, 127 hours, 28 days later. You know, he's done a bunch of really interesting, you know, train spotting films. Slumdog Millionaire. Slumdog Millionaire. This is just, you know, one of his uh, rare misses, I guess you'd say. I mean, it's not a horrible movie. The cinematography is good. The story, it just it leaves a lot to be desired. And I think that was just based on the premise of them that they came up with, you know? And people, they just, they didn't deliver on the premise. I think it's glorified fan fiction. Oh, there you go. Nice yeah. way to put it. I like yeah. that. So you take it, if, if you understand that going in, you just have fun with it. All right. Well, I think I'll start with our guest first. Is that okay, Mike? Oh, yeah, man. Go for it. All right, Steve. How many reels do you give Danny Boyle's yesterday? Two. Two, Two. reels? I, I think wow. I think the novelty is good. The idea got me in. Of course, the music's fun, but it doesn't get past that. 
Wow. And I thought I was going to be the harshest one out of the three of us today. Wow. You showed me up. But again, you are the certified Beatle fanatic. Yeah. So I went into it with an open mind. In fact, I was excited to see it, especially this week. Having I'm still buzzing from the Paul concert. I could tell you were, you know, headbanging in your car to some Beatles earlier. Headbanging. That's what you do to the Beatles, right? You headbang? Oh, no. I sing. Oh. Oh, yeah. Well, then keep the windows up, please. <laughs> in Phoenix? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. How many reels do you give yesterday? All right. Uh, I'm going to give yesterday two and a half reels. Um, I liked it overall, but there's some things. It's it's not the best, but I liked it overall. I just wouldn't recommend seeing it in the theater. All right. So, Steve, pay attention to this. Okay. Mike says... He liked it overall, but he gave it a two and a half. You and I are sitting here destroying it. You give it a two. Guess how many reels I'm going to give it? Uh, one and a half. Nope. The exact same as Mike. Two and a half. Two and and a half. you and I destroyed it. So it just shows you how harsh Mike is when it comes to reviewing movies. Did Because really, he liked it. Did, honestly, did it come off like I'm destroying it? I Nah, but it's we're not speaking super highly of it. Yeah. Any of us. Right. Well, Mike kind of is. Well, that's not destroying. Destroying or not speaking super highly of it. Yeah, no. It's yeah. not. It's 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 no mortal engines. Right, Mike? Uh, no, that? that was awful. Oh, dude. That was I never heard terrible. of it. You want to hear Mike and I destroy a movie? Is that a mo- it sounds like a game. That's an actual movie. It was done by Peter Jackson. Well, no. He was produced. No, produced. Yeah. His name was all over it when the marketing was going. And all he did was produce it. But they put his name all over it. And it was touted as, you know, going to be this big, huge epic. The story was great. The movie was just bad. It was bad. I don't even... Mike, to the internets, find out what episode it was. What episode of what? Oh, oh, oh Of okay. ours, Stand yeah. Uh, I have a search function on our website now, too, by the way. Tell me again. Mortal Engines. Mortal Engines. You know the guy that was in Lord of the Rings and The Matrix? He played the villain. I'm spacing on his name. Uh, Who did he play in Lord of the Rings? Oh, he was the, one of the elves. Um, he was the bad. Oh, oh, he was he was in Matrix. Oh, he was I Mr. Know. Smith. He was the bad guy in the Matrix. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, he plays like the bad guy in Mortal Engines and big name, and they got a bunch of big big names to on the other side. Uh, the main female character, though, nobody really kind of knew who she was. But it's this world where they have these. It's like a post apocalyptic kind of world thing, where they have these cities that are basically like giant tanks kind of in a way they're like battle cities and they're just enormous and the giant ones go around taking out like the smaller ones and eating up the resources because that's the thing there's no more resources left on earth or if there are they're very hard to get to and when i say like cities like the main city where that dude's in charge is london and it's like the remnants of london built into a rolling city like can you imagine something as big as you know london rolling around on wheels and not slow either like high speed and like attacking smaller cities and literally like gobbling them up and stuff i mean the premise is awesome but it was so bad was it recent yeah yeah it's uh episode 73 73 so it was last summer oh last summer yeah wasn't it last summer summer blockbuster no it was no it was winter it was december 20th come on man he can't he can't even keep his movies straight hey you know i i didn't sleep well last night i'm sorry mike that one totally missed me i have no recollection of it yeah you need to listen to that pod no i mean the movie even no you you don't need to watch that movie Oh, okay. Yeah, we're at episode 120 now, and I this will be 121, so 
We are uh, cruising on episodes. Ciao. All right. I think we're done here. Mike, what are we talking about for our next movie? Are we going to do Spider-Man Far From Home as our next movie? Um, I think we're or... going to have to. All right. Spider-Man Far From Home. Because we are the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe unofficial podcast, just like unofficially sponsored by IMDb. Yes. Yes. Unofficially sponsored by IMDb. Yep. Or Amazon. It's would have been a good week to do a legacy podcast of Independence Day. Oh yeah, I love that movie too. Is there, are it's there great. any other sort of July? It's Will Smith at his prime. July Fourth themed movies, like there's I, tons of July Fourth themed themed what? movies. Like what? Yeah, Born on the Fourth uh-huh. of July. Yeah. Terrible, terribly depressing. Good one, but good for this category. Yeah. Um, so you said tons. Name one. Smart I don't know. Guy. I was going to go with Born on the Fourth of July. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you could even like maybe even say like the Sandlot because in the Sandlot they celebrate Fourth of July. So you're like the movie yesterday. You said there's tons of, but then you don't give me one. <laughs> I spent the whole movie doing that. You give me well, this. Was I just compared to a, so I am two and a half reels. Thanks, Oh, Steven. I said two. Oh, a two. I don't even get that extra little half. I'll give you one and a half Fine. just for that. Fine. Yeah. We're not, I'm not taking you to Portillo's then. You're three reels. <laughs> three reels. I'm just yes, average. Yes. Also unofficially sponsored by Portillo's. <laughs> we love the Italian beef. We do. With the sweet peppers. The sweet peppers. I'm all about the sweet peppers. Lala's all about the hot peppers, the jardineres. Does the audience know Lala, that reference? <laughs> I don't know. Mike, does our audience know Lala? I'm sure I've talked about him before. No, I don't think so. Matt, I think you should uh, talk about who he is. <laughs> he is my brother-in-law. His, and his nickname is Lala, which was given to him by his father as a young child. And it has been with him ever since. It's not because he's your brother in law la No. That's pretty good though. It's a good reach. I like that. But no, his father his father gave that to him and he is uh Lala and his dad is Papa Raru. I didn't even know that one. Yeah. All right. Well. Does he do this every time, Mike? Does he just a name dropper with his brother in law? <laughs> no, because yeah, then yeah, it, I wouldn't have all had the time. To explain it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did say Lala, so I thought I should Explain that to anybody listening. Yeah, he does does love his Portillos. Yeah. Yeah, and last time I was over uh, visiting Mysterious Mike Town, we went to a Portillos, and I made sure to send him a picture. What'd you have? Yeah. What did I yeah. have? A yeah. beef sandwich. Uh, beef, yeah. yeah. My go-to, I like to, if, if, I, if I can do it, I try and get just a regular beef sandwich, not the big one, the smaller one, and then I get a chili dog. I like their chili dogs. And chili Both? Chili dogs are pretty good. Yeah. And that's wait a minute, it. wait a minute. You have... The beef sandwich and a chili dog? Mm-hmm. Wow. And a drink. A Diet Coke? No. <laughs> no, that's, the, again, refer, referencing Lala. That's Lala. The large beef is called the big the beef. The big beef, Matt. yeah. He likes the big beef with extra jardineres. Mm-hmm. See, that, that's how consistent he is. I know exactly what he gets every single time. I'm glad we've added some clarity to who Lala is. <laughs> well... I, you know, we only the only people that listen to this is my mom and my Lala and Heather and I'm sure uh, Mags. Mags listens. Mags is a fan of Portillos. Yeah. Mags is a huge fan of Portillos. In fact, it was a requis- prerequisite for being able to get married. I had to like Portillos or or I'm to the curb. <laughs> and you do like Portillos, so. 
yes. Beatle fans will want to tune into this because this movie is going to get the attention of Beatle fans, positive or negative. They're not going to stay away from it. That's our turf, man. Yeah, but they might tune into the movie or another podcast that people like. Impossible. Impossible. Uh, see, that's why I had you on here. You got to tell all your friends because you have friends. Let's see. There's you. There's Lala. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where's Abby? Abby should be here listening to this. Uh, yeah, she was actually there. Uh, she saw them. She's a she's inherited my Beetle addiction. So um, uh, it's better than your other. She liked it. <laughs> she liked it better than I did. She was able to suspend the reality and just get into the fantasy of it. I was being I was asking too many critical questions. I guess hmm. she liked it. So. All right, well, I don't think I have anything else. Steve, you have anything else? No, just thanks again for having me. Mysterious Mike. No, no, uh, this was fun. It was, it was great to uh, have an extra guest on here, so I didn't have to talk to Matt again just about movies. Dude, seriously, it's getting, it's getting boring, isn't it? You don't like me anymore. Yeah, I mean, as the talent, I'm some, somewhat bored. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> you are the talent, Mike. You really are. Oh, look, Lala's back. Really? Yeah. A, a live update? A live update. Lala's coming <laughs> in the door. Oh, no, it's Heather. I thought it was Lala. <laughs> He's gone, too? Yes. Where the hell did he go? What the? Ooh, we got to swear it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's not Matt. Yeah, now I'm going to have to edit all this out. Thanks. <laughs> Where's my Portillo's? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> D- does Uber Eats deliver Portillo's or Grubhub or 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 Postmates or 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 yeah, something? Lala eats. Lala eats. Yeah, he goes and gets this for it for us, and he eats it on the way back. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So next week, let's do. The, our last Marvel Cinematic movie of the year, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. This is the last one of uh, the Phase 4 or whatever as well. Is that so, the one I saw? The uh, animated one? No. Oh. It comes out next week. July 4th weekend. Far From Home. Tom Holland. Tobey Maguire. <laughs> this is how out of the Marvel loop I am. Wow. I know. <laughs> so, I know. All right. Well, let's do that. And we'll figure out something else maybe too. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe a legacy cast. Maybe Independence Day. Huh? Yeah. We'll yeah. we'll we'll, fi- we'll find out something. Um. But uh, I guess uh, we can wrap this up. So thanks everybody for listening, and we'll catch you on our next pod. Thank you for listening to the Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now go out and catch a movie.